You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. And if you want to get your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's got a price million dollar man. <laughs> This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Snake Roberts, just letting you know, you need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy, and you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, though, everybody? This is Kyle, and you are watching Knockouts and Three Counts. Well, tonight, I'm going to be running solo. Uh, Deb's got some stuff going on, kind of needed to take a little bit of a break, but we've got a very special guest with us. So let me get my shit out of the way real quick so I can bring you our special guest. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout, Detroit N-O-K-O-U-T. Make sure you're following the show at KO3CPod on Twitter and Instagram, Knockouts and Three Counts on YouTube. Without any further ado, we've got the return of a guest who's been making uh, quite a bit of waves in the heavyweight division, I'd say. We've got the return of Brett Big Dog Martin. How you doing, brother man? Good, man. How you doing? Can't complain, man. Um, you know, I'm kind of in the middle of this shit like everybody else right now. Before we get started, throw out any social media you got, anything you need to plug real quick, let everybody know where they can find it. Yeah, uh, yeah Instagram is BigDog285, and then my Facebook is just Brett Martin. So you've had, you've had quite the week, man. So you just got back from uh, this past weekend's UFC Apex and uh, all that good stuff there. So tell me a little bit about that, dude. Uh, what uh, what was that experience like for you, and uh, how different was it from a normal fight with all the COVID stuff? Uh, I'd say it went as as planned. You know, I mean, you don't you don't go down there to see your buddies do anything else other than win and win in the fashion that Jamal went won in. So definitely was a good time. A little bit different, you know. We got escorted everywhere. We had to wear masks the whole time. You know, definitely a different look compared to that show than what we usually get, but. Past that, it was like a normal fight week. You know what I mean? I got you. So my question is, man, like, with it being no fans, tell me a little bit about what that vibe was like. I mean, obviously, you've been in the corner for many of your teammates here. I mean, what was that like for you to be out there with, you know, no fans, no nothing, you know? Uh, I'd say I think if it was for any any other fighter, it probably would have been a little bit different, but. One thing that Jamal brings is, his, you know, he's, he's always vibing. He's always enjoying the moment. So I think he kind of made it seem like there was people in there anyways, just by the way he was acting, you know, enjoying it, swagging out and, you know, doing what he does best. Well, that leads me to my next question, man. I mean, you, uh, you, uh, you know, you've been making quite the waves lately. Uh, I've seen quite a few articles that have been shared out from our page, uh, talking about what's been going on with you and uh you were around some of the ufc brass man were you able to have any good conversations with that kind of stuff or you know could we be seeing you in the ufc anytime soon 
No, I didn't really say much, man. I, you know, I mean, it's not my place. I don't remember a guy to try to go out of my way and, and make waves for people to pay attention. You know what I mean? But, um, Jamal mentioned my set, my name a couple times, you know what I mean? In interviews and stuff. And, you know, just saying how nice it was to have me. So that's all we care about. You know what I mean? We'll get there one way or the other. So tell me how, uh, you know, were you part of, uh, with you being at UFC apex and all that, were you there for, uh, part of jamal's whole uh camp yeah no actually this was the first camp where uh we've gotten to work we had to, we got to work out uh almost every day together compared to usually it's like you know maybe once or twice a week so what was what was camp like with everything that's been going on you know uh you know it, it was kind you know kind of locked down you know they weren't really opening it up to people just to come in and work out you know we had a select few guys coming in and out and you know giving him certain looks that we thought he needed and what his coaches basically wanted us to do. So, you know, nothing too much different. You know, we're, we don't ever have a lot of guys in our camps anyways. We're, we're from a smaller town, so. So do you think, like, do you think that the COVID, like, you know, the restrictions, like, with stay-home orders and all that kind of stuff, do you think any of that, like, you know, do you think any of that had any, any impact on it? Obviously, you had a great performance and laid dude out. But, I mean, did you notice any, like, real differences? I mean, obviously, you said there's not a lot of guys in your guys' camp. But, I mean, like, just for you guys personally, did it present uh, any, you know, issues? No, I would say maybe for him it was just the fact of maybe the weight cut. I don't know, because he kind of took it on. A sh- it, was, it wasn't like an eight-week camp. Or, you know, it was kind of a shorter notice fight. I'm here. All right, now I can see you. I didn't hear any of what you just said because you were like talking in super slow motion. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it was no, um, no, it was fun. It, like I said, it was it, it wasn't something where I was trying to make any big connections or nothing. There wasn't, and then like with his camp, like, yeah, everything was everything was kind of normal. You know, basis trying to get the the camp together. They, you know, they were still training every day, and you know, we were just making sure to take extra precaution of cleaning and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was my thing, right? So, my mom works for Quest Diagnostics, which they're the ones that are doing like all the tests for UFC and all that stuff. And like, I watched like all the stuff they're doing there, and it's like, it's just wild. I would feel like that would be like a with if it were under yeah. normal yeah like i feel like that would like under normal circumstances you know what i mean like if it were something where there were more people around obviously they didn't let as many people with the covid you know but i feel like that could be holy jeez that could have been that could have been a cluster waiting to happen well yeah i know and then they did a really good job you know if you, we had to wear our credentials everywhere you know there there wasn't people in and out of our hotels you know the only people that could come to the hotel were the ones that were you know on that's a good i mean and that's a good thing dude like i mean right now obviously we've got everything going on with uh what happened with the travesty with uh george floyd man you know obviously everybody's been talking about that but covid's still a real thing so yeah no definitely and that's and that's the craziest part is you know sounds like some people are just losing complete thought of you know, humanity, you know, everybody else. So my question is with everything that's been going on, I mean, we'll segue a little bit away from MMA for a second. I mean, what are your thoughts with everything that's going on right now with COVID-19, you know, what's going on right now with, you know, the George Floyd thing and all that stuff as well. Uh, You know, the COVID thing is, you know, I think we, we kind of went through our ways of, 
trying to do things the right way. And we got people out riding and doing these protests now. So, I mean, you might, you might as well just open stuff back up the way I see it. You know, maybe that'll try to calm some people down. You know, maybe people are really angry just for the fact that they've been cooped up for too long. But, you know, in my mind, I feel like, you know, you take an oath. Um, I'm, I'm real big on if you say you're going to do something, you just do it. You know what I mean? That's the way I was raised. So, you know, you see the hat I wear. So, I mean, I'm not picking sides. I'm not saying what's what. I'm just saying, you know, if, if I took an oath and I took somebody's life, you know what I mean, or I was accomplice to taking somebody's life, I think uh, I'd be sitting in a jail cell, you know, until proving innocent. That's what I thought I was. So I just think that's, you know, that's our biggest issue. So it's just wild, man, because it's like it's sad that even in 2020, bro, we're living in a time where, you know, why – when you have things that are such blatant garbage that are going on, man, that people still got to find a way. Well, what did he do to this? And what did he do to that dude? At the end of the day, all that matters is that it's bullshit and shouldn't happen. I mean, I know we don't get into politics on the show, but that's just where I'm at, dude. Like people got to look at things as if it were somebody that they loved, you know, I think that's the biggest problem here. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of it is, is people are, uh, people are too busy trying to take perspective from their own shoes. You know what I mean? Cause I've never, I've never seen this kind of tragedy happen straight in front of them. Um, you come from, when you come from them poverty areas, you know, that's, that's something that happens often. So, you know, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't be too, uh, what is it? Overzealous on, you know, what, what other people are doing. You kind of just kind of hope for the better of the world. And, you know, hopefully these guys get their, get their shit together and quit trying to affect other people's lives. So let's, at least on the upside, they finally have made it to where we've got UFC 250 and we've got UFCs are running more regularly. Uh, Do you think with the way things are going right now that that opens up more spots for a guy like you who's kind of been on the cusp, you know, with them for a little while that you've been on that radar? Do you think that this presents, you know, more of an opportunity for guys like you or guys like Kenny Cross to get in there? You know, now the guys like Jamal Hill that are from the area are doing their thing. You know, I mean, you, where are you at with it? Yeah, you know, that's. I think that's the goal is to get in there. You know, I mean, that's. You know, I'm not gonna go and, and, and keep trying to do these things where I'm trying to beg for a way. But you know, I mean, with with the way it looks right now, you know, if a heavyweight gets you know pulled off of a fight for an injury or something in short short notice, you know, I feel like they're gonna get onto that list and reach out and. I feel like I'm one of those guys on that list. I should be, at least in my mind. So I'm just, uh, you know, kind of waiting around to see what happens. I'll keep getting better every day, you know. And, and Jamal's just proof of what, you know, we're trying to do over here in Grand Rapids. So, you know, the longer they wait to get me in there, the better I'm going to be. So, you know, whether I show up now or later, I'm going to be ready to show up when, when the time comes. So here's the here's the question with that do you think if you get a if you say you get a short notice phone call i don't know maybe maybe not obviously the card that's going to be on saturday but say maybe one of these fight nights that's coming up uh you know is it something where are you still you know are you ready to go at a drop of a dime's notice right now if they call you up and uh give you that call yeah no i got yeah i'm definitely down whatever makes sense you know what i mean and then you know that's the biggest goal i wouldn't sign a multi-deal with somebody else other than the ufc Hey, I mean, I can't blame you at this point because, I mean, who knows when anybody else is going to start up right now. Um, So, as you know, we've got uh, UFC 250 coming this weekend. Uh, What are your thoughts on some of these fights? I got the card right here in front of me. I'm going to point out some of the ones that kind of stick out to me. Um, 
First one that I got that's sticking out on this one. First of all, are you going to be checking it out? Well, yeah, Cody Stamen's on it. And, uh, you know what I mean? Who, who doesn't appreciate Cody Stamen? Don't say that too loud, man. We got <laughs> His last opponent, Aljamain Sterling, didn't like us because of that one. <laughs> Just kidding. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cody, I'm definitely excited to see Cody's fight. Obviously, for sentimental reasons, past guests of the show, you can find all the episodes there at Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. All that good stuff. Um, on the main card, you know, you've got the return of Sean O'Malley against a tough vet, Nettie Wineland. Who do you got in that one? Uh, I'd say Sugar. I like Sugar. I've uh, you know, I've always been a little bit of a fan, just the way he carries himself. He's smart. He's intelligent. And, you know, he's trying to do the right things. So I just seen an article talking about how you know, he's not going to be fighting guys in the top 15 because that's what they ask him to do. You know, that, that's that's a pretty smart man, and it, it sounds like he's – kind of getting the same wave as every other MMA fighter in the world. You know, we want to be taken care of just like everybody else. So here's my question with that. That brings up a great point. You know, like, do you think uh, with the whole, you know, this whole thing with them talking about Connor getting his shot, uh, you know, against Usman and all that, do you think, do you think that it's something like if people kind of just, if they run that fight, what are your thoughts? Like, because to me, that kind of screws the ranking system to me. Yeah, I think if they run that fight, that's, that's particularly a Dana thing. You know what I mean? Seeming like when you're at, you know, in these promotions, it's kind of about based on who you are a lot more than what you're doing. So Connor, I guess, has proven his way and you know, he'll always have to do whatever he wanted to do, you know, if he wants to I mean, I agree. I mean, the thing is, I mean, there's no arguing that the guy makes them money. Like I understand why they put him in the fights. If he wasn't selling pay per views, he wouldn't be getting fights. I just worry that if they if they keep doing you know, if they keep doing that kind of stuff, though, that, you know, that's going to kind of kill their ranking system to me. But that's just me. Um, here's another thing, dude. So have you seen everything that's been going on with the whole John Jones thing? I don't see him winning that fight. Yeah, I don't either. I think Uzman, if Usman gets him on the ground, bro, if Usman gets him on the ground, I feel like he could have a lot of the same problem that he had against Khabib just for the simple fact that even though I wouldn't say Usman is on the same level necessarily um, on the uh, on the wrestling end, he's naturally so much bigger than Connor that I think his weight's going to wear him out. Oh yeah, definitely. Usman's strong, man. That's something I think a lot of people overlook the fact that how how freakishly strong he is. And even without the strength, he's naturally bigger though. Like he's yeah, a, and, he's, and he's, he's a good athlete. Yeah, you know, like somebody that's an athlete like that that can use his size on him, bro. That's gonna be, that's gonna be tough. Um, yeah, Usman can take a shot. You know, I think he's proven that. Yeah, I mean, Covington definitely hit him, bro. I mean, they fought. I mean, he got hit. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Covington does next. Garrett, Garrett saying that uh, you know they're moving. He's moving to a different gym. I mean, we'll have to see what a change of scenery does for him. Yeah, we'll see. I think he won't change much. Yeah, I don't either. Um, another fight on this card that really kind of sticks out to me is, uh, we mentioned Aljamain Sterling, you know, you got, uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sanhagen, dude. 
Yeah, no, that's a good one. I like I like El Germain. You know, what I mean, I like how he represents himself. He fights hard, and he, you know, he's he's a fun guy to watch. And obviously, you know, him him and Cody had their bad blood, but you know, one thing I respect is a good martial artist, and a guy that beats Cody Stamen is obviously a great martial artist. Because in my mind, Cody Cody's one of the best. So that's definitely would be a sweet fight to see. You know, run it back. Hey, I would I'd love to see them run that back because I mean it's not like Cody did bad in that fight either. I mean he got caught, but it wasn't like he did bad in the fight. No, Cody Cody's a freak a freak athlete, man. The dude works hard and uh you know he's got the, the same style kind of style of a fight style. So it, that I thought that was a sweet fight. And if Cody doesn't get in that bad position, you know, I don't I don't know who wins that fight. So I think that's an awesome fight. So speaking of Cody's what do you think about uh, Cody Garbrandt versus Rafael Asanso? To me, I mean, even though Cody Garbrandt's former champ and, uh, you know, got a hell of a resume with him, bro, if dude, you know, if dude loses this fight, I mean, that'd be what, three straight losses? I think it's four. Yeah, dude, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he can't, I mean, and the crazy part is he's still co-main event. Yeah, no, he sells tickets when he's a popular guy. I think his last one, he kind of, uh, I think he just got to quit brawling. You know, I mean, kind of, he was on his way to the belt. He wasn't brawling as much. You know, he was kind of being smart. And then after he beat Cruz, I think he kind of started getting back to that that brawl that brawl style, and he's just getting caught in those exchanges. So, you know, anything can change in the drop of a hat for somebody. So hopefully he, you know, gets back to his way. But that's definitely going to be a sweet fight. I mean, that leads to a good question since you were there to see it. I mean, were you guys able to watch – were you guys able to watch the Woodley Burns fight after Jamal's fight? Yeah, we actually went to a B-dubs nearby and sat down, had some drinks, and watched it. Uh, it was definitely a good fight. Same thing with Tyrone, man. I don't know uh, – it just looks like he went away from his style. He's kind of relying on he, – he was one-hitting, quitting people there for a minute with that back up and circle, 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 and kind of bait him in, but – you know, people are kind of, once people know what you do, you know, you got to kind of switch it up and throw a different style at somebody. So I don't know if he's just stuck on his style or what, you know, but it was definitely a hard thing to watch. I'm a big Tyrone Woodley fan, man. So I, I, I was pretty sad Saturday night watching that. So I have a take on that, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. To me, uh, somebody brought this up while we were watching the fight, and when I sat and thought about it, I didn't think about it in that sense, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, actually it was my buddy Corey, who, if you guys check out our MMA prediction videos, which there will be another one dropping this weekend for UFC 250. Um, he said that one thing that he notices is if you watch a lot of Tyron's early fights where he was winning, you know, winning, you know, all his fights, even when they were by decision, he was going forward and he was attacking. I feel like after he started kind of getting some of those knockouts, he started to kind of like back up and try to bait guys in to catch him and try to rely on that power where now I feel like he's not, he's not been able to catch him. Cause I feel like he was trying to do well, that. He's, he's, yeah. He's fighting guys that you can't catch like that. You know, Usman's got a chin. Gilbert Burns is an absolute animal, man. You're going to have to do, you're going to have to do a, a complete different style to beat somebody like Gilbert Burns, you know, cause he's great on the ground. He's great on his feet. That's what's crazy about that welterweight class right now is, you know, that's that weight where guys are just, they're not just great athletes. They're great martial artists. I mean, and that's the thing, man. Like it's, it's, it's a wild thing. You know, Liam, I see you in there. Shout out to cage side manage, management. Uh, we're talking about uh, Woodley Burns from UFC Apex. For any of you guys, if you want to comment in the comments, let us know what the hell you thought about the fight. Um, 
I don't know, but I mean, here's the question, right? So he had that loss. You know, where do you think he goes from here? Because I mean, that's I mean, even though it was a main event loss, I mean, he's what well, that was two straight, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's two straight. Uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. You never really know. You hope he keeps his head on. And um, he's one of those guys where with him being a future champ, you know, you could feed him to another prospect or you can feed him to, you know, one of your other previous champions or one of the other guys in the top five. You know, he's in a he's not in a bad position. That's one thing about Tyrone is when he loses, he's losing to guys that, you know, are at the top of the division. That's not a bad place to be. You know, it's just you got to critique a couple things and, you know, get back to your winning ways. I agree. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's anything that like just takes him like straight out of you know out of uh, for um, contention or anything. But I mean, I definitely feel like it should drop him. It should kind of drop him a little bit though, because I mean, two losses is two losses, former champ or not, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, top ten in the world, you know, with a good resume and being a former champion, you're still going to get paid good. You're still going to get treated sure. well. So like that's what I, that's what I mean yeah. by. He's not really in a bad position, you know what I mean? Bet, for sure. I mean, he still sit, he still should obviously stay within the top 10, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And that's so not a that, bad position. It sucks being a former champion and all, but like I said, man, a couple of critiques in a, in, in a camp, and he's right back to you know doing what he was doing before. Well, let's take this back a little bit to you. I mean, now that we've obviously gone through COVID, we've seen what it's done with like football, baseball, all the sports have really been gone. I mean, the only things that have really been going on – you know, during this whole thing have been pro wrestling and MMA. Um, you know, I've heard some rumor about there being fights here with no fans and things like that. Now that things are starting to open back up more, I mean, what do you, what do you think is going to happen with the local MMA now that, uh, you know, now that things are starting to open back up? Uh, my guess is you're going to you might see a couple MMA shows, try to do a pay-per-view, you know, that's going to be the only thing that makes sense right now. You know, otherwise I don't see regional shows putting on shows for probably another couple months. They're going to want to make sure this stuff's gone before they're having fans and stands. You know what I mean? You ain't even got gyms open yet. And I think that that's crazy. I could see if anything, at least in the Michigan area, I mean, the only two that I really, only three I could really see running really would be maybe TWC, WXC, because they got the UFC fight pass deal. And then, Lights out would be able to run. I'm sure Frendo would find some way to get it on pay per view. So, I mean, really, I mean, that's going to knock out some of the smaller ones, but those are the only ones around here I really see running. Oh, no. We lost Brett, ladies and gentlemen. We will have him back here in a second. Um, you know, just technical issues. Obviously, we're doing these from remote. We're doing these remote. Um, while everybody's at home right now, I'm getting uh, read in as we speak. Like I said, I mean, you've got UFC 250 this weekend. There's going to be plenty of good fights on that. You're going to have Amanda Nunez, who obviously is widely considered one of the best of all time, um, back in there against um, Felicia Spencer. Um, for me, I think Nunez has got that one in the bag. Um, I just I don't really see anybody really beating Nunez. Give me a couple seconds here. I'm just trying to get uh get Brett back in here. Oh, we got him back. He's back with us, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Yeah, my bad, dude. It uh it went out. I just uh yeah, like I said, man, I just kinda I kinda wondered what your thoughts are on some of those, being a guy, you know, that's been around. Like I said, for me, I don't really see at least in the Michigan area, man. I think the only <laughs> promotions you're really gonna see are gonna be TWC, WXC. 
and uh, lights out. Yeah, no, I think I think if anybody was to pull it off, it would definitely be one of those three. Um, Friend always does a good job because he, I mean, always has pay per views kind of running with his show regardless. So he kind of already has an idea how those pay per views work. So you know, maybe one of those guys that have those pay per view for their event maybe can pull it off. Otherwise, like I said, I don't, I don't even know if we see regional MMA till the end of the year if we're lucky. So I mean, what what do you feel like that means for you? I mean, do you think that that's going to hurt any of the momentum that you've already been building, you know, with, uh, you know, with everything that's been in the news? I mean, there's been quite a few articles about them been looking at you. I mean, if you can't get in on maybe a regional card of some some sort, do you think that that hurts you at all? I mean, I don't know if it hurts me. I'm not trying to, like, overlook it, you know, say to speak. Obviously, uh, they knew I am. They, I, I felt like I deserved a shot, you know, a year ago or a year and a half ago, let alone now. So, you know, it, it happens when it happens. And I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, a stickler on what it, it is, what it is kind of basis, you know. But um, I'm just hoping to get back to it, man, whether it's, you know, next year or, or, or tomorrow. You know what I mean? Whenever the time is, uh, I'll be ready. You know, I, I'm – you won't see me go away. I'll, I'll be here for a long time. So, like I said. So when you're, when you're, uh, when your screen lagged out, I've started to talk a little bit about the main event that we have uh, this weekend for UFC 250. You've got Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. What do you think about that fight, man? I really don't see anybody beating Nunez, but what do you think? Um, Yeah, I'm a huge Amanda Nunez fan. She's like, uh, She's by far one of my favorite female fighters. I just like how she doesn't have, you know, any females in her camp. She kind of carries that swagger when it comes to scrapping. So I think she does a great job with that. And I, I don't know, man. I think Felicia brings a, a different kind of style, but I just don't. Like I, like you said, I don't see anybody really messing with Nunez right now. She's, she's kind of on a different level. I feel like the only one that would even have had any chance, and I mean, we saw what happened when they fought, was, you know, Chris Cyborg. So I mean, yeah, and that's and that's kind of how I felt. But you know, I I kind of me and my brother are big Nunez fans, so we kind of like you know had a little conversation, and I was just like, it's just different, man. She doesn't, she just doesn't care. You know, you can tell she can take a shot just by the way she throws. You know, what I mean, she she kind of throws how Jamal throws when he gets in in between punches. You know, they just they they're very they're very reckless, kind of like Chaos. Chaos Williams does the same thing. You know, they know they can take a shot and they're willing to chance it because a lot of times, you know, they're the one coming out on the good side of it. So. There's nothing wrong with it. I think that's that's one of the most beautiful things in MMA. So I love how Nunez has that style, and I love how she brought that to Chris Cyborg because, you know, that's how Cyborg is going to start the fight. So let's talk about that. Chaos Williams is another guy out of Michigan, man, who's been on making some noise in the UFC at this point too. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on seeing the influx of so many guys from Michigan, whether it be Jamal Hill, who you were in his corner uh, this past weekend, or Chaos, or you've got Cody and – I mean, a lot more Michigan guys on the scene than we've seen in recent years, man. Yeah, no, I, I feel like a lot of people sleep on Michigan for, you know, athletes. You know, you think about look at look at Floyd Mayweather, you know, he's he's a product of Grand Rapids. So I think it's it's absolutely awesome and you and you see a lot of these great athletes and that I, I think deserve all these shots. I think there's a lot of guys in Michigan that uh deserve to be in the UFC and when they're in the UFC, I think they're gonna show show people a lot more than what, you know, they're even getting now. You know, definitely, definitely in certain divisions, you know, uh, you know, chaos is a tough guy and there's a lot of other guys around chaos's weight in Michigan that are, 
you know, making that noise, you know. So it's definitely nice to see the Mercilago guys get the respect they deserve because, you know, they've been in the game a long time and, and you know, they did the right things. You got to think they got Rashad Evans on their side with, you know, uh, their coach. And, you know, they they have a lot of good connections. And same thing with a lot of the other gyms in Michigan. So I think we'll see a lot of people getting the respect and hopefully getting to that next level in the next couple of years. So it's been really cool to see with him because uh, we were there. There's no bell for me to ring. Fuck you, Devin. Uh, <laughs> we were there for Chaos's last fight, which I think is the one that really kind of got him into the UFC when they had him fight that uh, Bellator vet for WXC on the fight pass thing. And like, that wasn't his best performance he's ever had. He won by decision and all that. But then he comes out in the UFC and then just goes nuts, you know, over here and takes, you know, takes out a couple of good guys, man. I mean, it's good. Just I think it's good for Michigan as an overall whole, dude, because the more guys that come out of here out of smaller camps, like even though here in Michigan, everybody knows Murcielago pretty much on a larger scale. You know, people don't know him as much except for the success that's happened from Daquan and uh, Chaos at this point. You know, and, you know, you've got young guys like past guests of the show, uh, Mondo, that's coming up. So, I mean, I just think that this is good for Michigan MMA as a whole because, like you said, it's going to have no choice but to put them in in the light a little bit because even though people may not know the gyms, if these guys keep going out there and getting wins, man, you ain't going to be able to be denied for too long. Yeah, I know. And those guys have been, you know, like I said, those guys have been fighting for a long time and fighting often. You know, so those are the types of guys that deserve it. You don't want to see somebody that fights three times a year or three times every two years get the call. You know, you want to see those guys that are putting eight or nine fights together in a couple of years and, and actually pushing for that next level and, you know, not just doing it for money or doing it for anything. They're, they just want to do it because they want to be known to be fighting the best in the world. So, you know, that's that's what I like. And there's a lot of guys in Michigan that do it that way. So that's, you know, a lot you see a lot of us Michigan fighters kind of come together, whether we fought each other or not. All right, so obviously quarantine's given you a whole shit ton of extra time, as it's given me. Uh, what have you been doing to pass up quarantine, and why is it Warzone? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I started playing video games. I had like a month, month and a month and a half off where I was still on call, so there's like a couple times a week I would go in, and then there's a week I'm on call that I still had to go in for a few hours. Uh, so like the last couple weeks I was working, and then obviously I was just in Vegas, but no, I enjoy video games. I usually only play them with, like, friends. You know what I mean? I don't jump on there if it's just me every once in a while. But usually I'm playing with, like, my girl or, you know, Kenny, you, or, or Jamal. I play with Jamal quite often. Hey, man, we had we had uh, quite the little killer squad there, man. We had past guests of the show, Kenny Cross, in there with us. And uh, Brett yeah, I was trying, man. I was, I, was in, I was still in Vegas, and I didn't have that. My, my Wi-Fi, my uh, PS4 kept dropping. <laughs> See, I'm still on Xbox One, man, but that's why, like, when Kenny gets on, I kind of got to, like, you know, we got to link up through the, the Activision thing, dude. But, like, I, dude, I was off for about a month because, like, I work at the post office in Ann Arbor, bro. We had a couple people caught it, and no, nothing was really said, so my doctor sent me home. And it's funny, dude, like, I was talking to my buddies about it just a little bit ago, and it's like, dude, I played a ton when I was a kid, but, like, obviously when you get to be an adult, it's like you ain't got the time for it. But, dude, in that month, I've played more Call of Duty than I have in, like, the last three years, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I played I played a lot. It was, it was a good time. I find myself looking at the videos, trying to figure out how you get in the vaults and shit and all that, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at it. Hey, dude, like, 
call it a nerd, dude, but we didn't have nothing else to do it. So what were you doing other than Call of Duty to try to pass the time, dude? I mean, you said you were going in a couple uh, a couple days a week. I mean, for me, I just was pumping out videos for the podcast and stuff, really. Oh, man, we are having a hell of a time keeping Brett in here, man. I think he's getting cabin fever like most of us are. Obviously, we got the stay-home order out the way. Um, we got fights to look forward to at least, but let me try to get Brett back in here. Give me one second. If you guys got any thoughts on any of the fights we were just talking about, feel free to throw them in the comments. All right. Uh, well, until we get back, until we get Brett back in here, I just messaged him. He said he's trying to log back in here. Give me a couple seconds. Anybody who's still in here, obviously we got Ryan Hall. You know, you told us what you thought on the fights. Liam, I know you were in here, man. What do you think about all this stuff? Don't sit there quiet, bro. Man. I don't know. We got, I I mean, I messaged Brett. Brett knows he's out. He said he's coming back in, but uh, I agree with you 100%, Ryan Hall. Um, Brett's been long overdue to get in the UFC for a while. I mean, he had his two fights with LFA. Um, obviously, there was the shots to the back of the head, and he got kneed in the balls a few times in the other fight, man. I mean, he's had the big fights. He's on the UFC's radar. I mean, there's not a real question as to him having a resume, I don't think. For me, man, I mean, I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, especially with him being there in Jamal's corner. I mean, with him being there in Jamal's corner, I'm sure he got to talk to them a little bit. And I'm sure Liam is all over that as well. Um, I don't know. It looks like uh, it looks like Brett's getting out of – Brett's not uh, – connected back up with us yet i'm trying to get him back on here like i say bear with me man brett's having some technical difficulties i'm trying to get him back in here but appreciate all of you guys that were watching man if you guys this is your first time on here we've got past uh past interviews with brett there's interviews with sam alby and a lot of other guys as far as ufc bellator Ryzen, all that good stuff for you guys to check out Looks like we're having some issues getting Brett back in here. Um, like I said, those were my thoughts for UFC 250, man. If you guys have got any thoughts left in there, man, um, let us know in the comments. And uh, our shout-out to our sponsors, Stransky & Company Realty, who uh, Matt Stransky was just in here, just shared the video out. Um, if you guys are in the market for a house now that things are starting to open back up, make sure you check out Stransky & Company. Um, you can find all the links at our website ko3cpod.com um as well as admin at stranskyandcompany.com shoot them an email 248 um i got their number in the link as well well it looks like brett it looks like brett's having issues getting back in with us so i'm not gonna uh hold you guys up it looks like we're gonna have him out i thank you guys for watching um if you guys haven't yet make sure you hit the subscribe button check us out uh, on YouTube, we're available Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that stuff. Make sure you follow Brett at Big Dog Two Eight Five on Twitter, and uh, like I said, man, all the links to his Instagram and all that good stuff will be in there. And uh, to everybody else, man, while we're all going through this, we're all going through the same stuff, man. And just realize, like, it ain't got to be with what political party you're with or any of that good stuff, man. Just be a good human. Look out for your fellow man, man, and uh, stay safe with all this COVID. Until next week, peace.